You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Leading you into your weekend here on this Friday, Locked On Syracuse podcast, Tyler Rocky and Tim Leonard. We're going to get to Enrique Cruz in a little bit on the show. And as always, you can check us out every single weekday here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Monday through Friday, we've got you covered everything orange. Tim, you can also check out the show at LO underscore Syracuse. Tim's got a great Twitter game Tuesday. I saw that was getting a lot of good traction on the, the Syracuse fan. Yeah, it was. Um, Our favorite site. Board. So we... We will, we will read some of those next week on the show since we've got Enrique this week. We do have to hit on one basketball story before we get into our, our chat with Enrique Cruz, and that is that the Gotham Classic is no more for the Syracuse Orange. They, along with LSU, have opted out of this little tournament that they play around Thanksgiving time, the, their Feast Week um, tournament. So they are out of that. It looks like, now, I, I shouldn't say it looks like, but... They're going to fill those games in another fashion, and I'm not going to go out and make some bold prediction here because I'm sure this is being tossed around, but I would love to see some sort of Empire State Classic. Just get a bunch of the great New York teams. You can you can get St. John's, Buffalo, um, St. Bonaventure. Yeah. I mean, just go out and get like eight of these teams and hold something at the Carrier Dome. The Empire State oh, Classic, I like it. who says no? I mean, why not? I know Louisville has thrown around the idea. Chris Mack has talked about how he wants to bring his teams there. Duke has brought up a potential tournament. Spots are filling fast. They're yeah. filling fast. <laughs> right, exactly. That's uh, Chris Mack, he's been causing a stir on, he's been on, on Twitter. Fire. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. kind of loving it. So anyone that hasn't seen his Twitter videos, go check those out. He was really giving it to Kentucky and Coach Cal the other Speaking day. of ACC coaches and, and Twitter videos, did you see Leonard Hamilton singing? Oh, I, I think you sent this to me, or maybe yes. a, I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I, I saw it, and I completely forgot about it. So is it is it great, though? He's singing in it? Oh, it's, I mean, listen, I, I may be a Syracuse fan, Syracuse alum. Leonard Hamilton is my favorite coach in college basketball. Yeah. And it's not even close for, for second place. He still not called that unreal timeout against yeah i always talk about the timeout (laughs) is that two years ago it's uh i think it yeah two seasons ago when syracuse had a chance to beat florida state again florida state went up big in the first half syracuse mounted an unbelievable comeback i don't think they ever took the lead but they maybe tied the game or got within one and leonard hamilton called the greatest timeout i've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life and it took in his own words, the game was over. Yeah. The game was over after he called that timeout. Anyway, let's get back to this Empire right. State Classic. I think the logistics are great for this. And I think that I, I just don't see who says – maybe St. John says no, okay? But even without that, I think you could get some great non-conference matchups. And I, I think a lot of these teams would really be interested in it. I mean, you look at like a Siena, maybe a Stony Brooks once in. There's so many teams in, in the New York, the New York area that I think would like to participate in this. Binghamton. I mean, you could create a great little tournament up in Syracuse. Yeah, and I think Stony Brook was involved in the Gotham Classic. They have not officially opted out. They were going to play Rick Pitino's Iona team, so that would have been kind of Yeah, fun. get Iona involved. Right. How about that, huh? <laughs> How could I leave Iona out of I this know, conversation? With, with Patino, but they haven't officially opted out. It's 
it is kind of a bummer that they won't have this game against LSU. The only other thing of note is it, it does seem like Cornell and Colgate, two teams that could have qualified for this Dream Empire State Classic or whatever you want to call it in the Dome, they are not going to be playing non-conference games. They have not pivoted their original stance on that in the Patriot and the Ivy League. So, I mean, a Syracuse basketball season without Colgate and Cornell is going to be very, very bizarre. It has to be the first time that they haven't played one of those ever. I mean, I think those are their two longest quote-unquote rivalries or historical meetings for sure. Obviously, Syracuse dominates them, but it will be weird that we won't have the Bayheim Bowl in any capacity, it seems like, right now, and we won't have Colgate. I do like the idea, though, and, you know, one saving grace and one silver lining from this Gotham Classic not happening in MSG is we don't have to go to the Big Apple. We don't have to go to either Barclays or MSG and underperform like we have and yep. lose mm-hmm. some. Not some... that even there would be fans in attendance, but yeah, yeah. spare yourself the television embarrassment. Uh, yeah, it's just been, oh, it's been so bad these last three, four years. I feel like going back to South Carolina the year after they went to the Final Four, having high hopes when they played and Barclays against South Carolina. Then you go in that rock fight against UConn, and then last year it was just an embarrassing two games against Penn State and Oklahoma State. You you usually have one good or maybe two good non-conference opponents or adequate non-conference opponents somewhere in New York City, either MSG or Barclays, and we're probably not going to have that this year. They're probably going to just play in the Dome. I bet they'll do three ACC games, it's looking like, before the turn of the calendar, and they'll play a bunch of Northeastern teams. So if you're going to play a bunch of Northeastern teams, let's just get them all together in the Dome and make it a little bit safer. You can test everyone and, you know, pump it out in three days or one long weekend if you want to do it that way. I don't know the logistics of this, and I'd love to to maybe see this, but could they put two courts in the Dome? I think Ooh. that would be kind of cool. Like you have one on one side, yeah, why not? one on another, and, and you leave that scoreboard in the middle because I don't think they put the track on it for it to move. I think that would be something that's kind of cool. Give it a little AAU full feel AAU. to it. Yeah. Again, there won't be fans, but I think that would be something pretty cool. It would obviously be a lot cooler with fans, but you could have two games running at the same time. I think that I think that would be fun. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever do it. I mean, I guess you could... And I was going to say, like, whistles could be overheard, but, I mean, that they do this at AEU yeah. tournaments. It's not like yeah, no, the world. I, I thought about the whistle thing before I said that, but, again, it, this happens all the time. I, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever do it, but, I mean, I'd love to for them to entertain the thought. It'd be kind of neat, especially if, I mean, they should do this. It just makes more sense, I think. Everyone would be in agreement, whether you're Buffalo, St. Bonaventure, you know, if these teams that are quote-unquote mid-majors... Albany. Albany. Get all of them in. Yeah. yeah like, and it, we don't even and have to... you know, to... I think we could even see, like, the Patriot League lift their restrictions. I don't think the Ivy League will because they've been pretty steadfast in their sure. beliefs this entire time. And, I mean, they've kind of been the pioneers in halting play and... Listen, I don't blame them. They've probably got much better science than a lot of these other conferences do and a lot better researchers on on these topics. So I don't blame them for following their doctors but and their researchers. But the Patriot League, I could see maybe flipping. 
Yeah, what if you did all these teams bring a women's team, too, and then you have Syracuse, you have one women's game, one men's game going on. Now, this is is us just brainstorming. We're not saying this is going to happen. Actually, I would be pretty shocked if they did two courts, but you're right. They they have the space to do it. We know that much. It'd probably be tough to to acquire the court, and I don't know how you... I'm not in that business, so I, I don't hey, know. Bring but. your own court, BYOC. Yeah, it's it's a fun fun thought experiment. Everyone, everyone sure. contribute a little block, all right? Everyone a little a little chip of wood. Yeah, what do they call it? I mean, we got Jim Beheim court. Is are we just gonna, you know, Carmelo Anthony court for the next one? Pearl Washington court. We already have Pearl recognized yeah. on the court, I think, too. Still, so yeah, right. Mm-hmm. right, but. Hey, I think they should do the Empire State Classic. Whatever you want to call it, however many teams, I think it makes more sense safety-wise, and maybe that's why they pulled out of this. I'm sure they're going to try to stay local, and it does kind of make sense to not have LSU come all the way up from the south, and it's just it's it's kind of like too much to risk at that point. I mean, the goal here is just to get through the season with as many or as little hiccups as possible, so I think it makes sense that they opted out and – it's kind of a bummer, but they still have the ACC Big Ten. They're going to host Georgetown, it seems like. Matthew Gutierrez was talking about that, as we mentioned yesterday on the podcast. So they'll have some quality games in the non-con, and then they'll have some quality games before January 1 because they'll play at least two and maybe even three, they're saying, ACC games. You're not pulling out without some sort of backup plan, at least in the works. And I yeah. think the Empire State Classic makes the most sense now, my dream scenario, I think, would be an old Big East classic. You just get the whole band back together, oh, get all play these Villanova? teams That'd up be in great. Syracuse. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't ever see a world where that happens, but hey, it's 2020. Maybe we start experimenting with things. I mean, you see the experimentation happening across all sports right now. Maybe college basketball preseason tournaments is is next in that list. And, I mean, we're already experimenting. It seems like Louisville's full steams ahead with hosting some similar event. Yeah. And I'd imagine Syracuse is going to try to host something. What that something is, I don't know. My my pipe dream is an old Big East classic, but a more realistic thing, an Empire State classic. Yeah. Now, I mean, no one loses. Buffalo doesn't lose. St. Bon- like, everyone wins from this scenario. So let's make it happen. Yep. Bring bring your team and bring your own court. So, <laughs> all right, coming up next, we are going to have our conversation with Enrique Cruz. Got some great stuff with him coming up next. Before we get to Enrique Cruz, we got to tell you about Built Go from the same people that brought you the best protein bar on the market. Built Go is the premier workout gel around. Everyone faces a mental or physical wall throughout the day. Break through it with Built Go. You know, Justin Knight just got me on a little bit of a running program, and I use this stuff before my runs every single day. It's the healthy replacement for your energy drink. Built Go comes in one-and-a-half-ounce packages, which means you can put it in your briefcase, golf bag, or even your pocket so you're ready to break through whatever wall life throws you. Think of your favorite energy drink without the crash or unhealthiness. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, or chocolate mint. My personal favorite, the chocolate coconut. Great before a run. It combines energy and collagen protein, which means it ignites a better day for you while also promoting joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It literally makes you look better. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Again, Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. 
All right, a pleasure now to be joined by one of the top guys in this class of 2021 for Syracuse football. It is Enrique Cruz, the offensive lineman for the Syracuse Orange of the future. Enrique, thanks so much for joining the program. Before we even get into any of the, the football stuff and some of the off-the-field stuff, how are you, the family, everyone doing uh, during these times right now? Well, thank God we're all good and we're all safe. Good. Glad to hear that. So first of all, congrats on your commitment to Syracuse. How does it feel right now as a senior in high school? It's it, Today's the, the first day of October, and, and you don't have to worry about the whole college process now. It's all kind of in the rearview mirror. You know where you're going. Well, it feels amazing, and it's definitely a thousand times less stressful. Now I don't have to be majorly focused on that because I know where I want to attend. I could just really focus on school and just do the best that I can this year. So what was the whole process like for you? I saw something you said you were getting like 15 calls a day at one point. How hectic was this entire process for you, especially a guy who kind of rose his way through the rankings? Well, I mean, I, you know, it's always a blessing. So it's not like it wasn't like I hated it because, you know, it's a blessing. And, you know, I loved it. But it was just like it, kind of, it got really stressful to one point. And the point where it got really stressful and I felt like I needed to make a decision because, it got really stressful, and um, and a lot of people were committing, and I didn't want my spot to be taken at the future school I had wanted to go to. I find that interesting. When, when I think a lot of people don't understand exactly how recruiting works. To a degree, it's kind of a first-come, first-serve. Like, if there's another offensive lineman that Syracuse really likes, and he takes a spot, that kind of leaves you. Obviously, you had a, a ton of other great offers, too, but there's not necessarily a spot for you when you bring up the stress of this recruiting process, I mean, can you kind of take me through how you were coping with it, with your support system, and even with yourself? Well, my support system was always my family. They always kept me on top of things. And even to the point where I got really stressful, we had talks and like, all right, there's going to be some days where we're not going to do no calls. There's going to be certain hours where we're not going to do no calls. We're just doing them in the mornings and nights. So, like, they really, they really helped me out because it was – it was getting very, it was getting very, it was getting very stressful for me just because I had a call, I had a call like every thirty minutes, and I was like, I really couldn't do like anything like I really had wanted to. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I know a lot of people working from home now. They they're all involved in these calls, and every thirty minutes, I mean, that's just so stressful, especially for a kid who not only is doing that, but you're maintaining your fitness, you're you're trying to keep your grades up in school as well. I'm sure that's a a very excruciating process for you. Did Syracuse ever well, give you a hard date? Like, hey, you need to you need to commit by this day because we want to have you, but there's some other like we can't necessarily wait for you anymore. No, they they didn't. They uh they were they were very like good about it. Like they didn't stress me out about it. They we talked. We always we we always talked like every day. I'm like, like they I think they they knew like that they always had the upper edge just because of they were my family. So it's like. Like, they didn't really, like, they'll tell me when other people will commit and they'll be like, oh, we got this many spots left. But, like, they wouldn't be like, oh, but you got to do this, that. Like, they didn't tell me, like, any of that. That's good to hear. And it's good to hear that you were a priority for them. I know Tim and I really enjoyed watching some of your tape, and we really like what we've seen and, and what you can bring to this Orange team. So I want to get a little more into the recruiting process. Uh, you, it was Syracuse, a couple Pac-12 schools were thrown in there as well. You had a very, very impressive offer sheet. But why was Syracuse the team in the end that is going to come out on top and why you pick them? 
Well, there was really like three main reasons. One of the reasons was I've been to New York. I've actually, over the summer, I've visited Syracuse. So like that was like also a good reason because all the other a lot of the other schools like I've never been to the mid to the uh, west like I've never been to California Utah like I've only been east so like Florida and um like New York so it was like I I was really familiar with familiar with the area and also another one another reason was like they always kept me a priority since they first offered me and I was like that's amazing because I had kept them waiting for months. So it's like I I think that I think that's amazing and also just the way they were with my family, like they asked me all the time for my to talk to my grandma. <laughs> or my mom <laughs> or my stepdad. They talk to my dad too, but like they asked like all the time, Oh, where's grandma? Where's grandma? How's grandma? So I think that's that's amazing as well because I'm very I'm very family oriented. So it's just like you look like you you're good with my family, I was like that's a big plus for me. I know family, the Ohana is what Dino Babers and all them preach. So what are those conversations like? Dino Babers, Coach Cav, and Grandma. What are those conversations like in the, the Cruz household? It's amazing. Like they, they talk about like everything. Like one time it was um it was it was Coach Cav, Dino Babers, and Coach Lynch. And they were literally just talking like talking about like um like asking my grandma questions like about her profession, like what she does. And like that, my grandma was asking them questions on like what they do, like how they get. To, like it was pretty cool. What does your grandma do? Oh, she works at um this place called Catholic Charities in downtown Chicago. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, during your recruiting process, one of the schools that was hard after you was Arizona State, and I know Kevin Mawai was a guy who was recruiting you for the Sun Devils. You're an offensive lineman. How tough is it to turn down a Hall of Fame offensive lineman in the recruiting process? Well, it was it was very tough. Like that that was one of my that was my one of my top three schools, and like I just felt like at the end of the day, I had it was what I think I was the more successful at, not just football wise but school wise, and I just felt like I was the more successful school wise at Syracuse, and also. Like I said before, I never, I've never been to Arizona. I've never seen Arizona, so like, I think I would have been making a blind choice if I'm coming to a school, a place that I've never been to, I've never seen. I don't even know what's like. They say it's like dry heat over there. I don't even know what that is. I'm used to humidity, <laughs> so it's yeah. just like you know, I, I, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about Arizona or Utah to make a blind choice like that. And I think that would have been a very, um, I think those are amazing schools. Don't get me wrong, but like. Who, who, who's to know, like, if I'm, if I like that? I mean, I, I would know if I see it if I've been there, but, like, I wouldn't want to make that choice where it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck here now. God willing, the, this pandemic starts to slow down and, and travel can open up a little bit more. Would you consider taking a trip out to some of the Arizona schools or Utah or California just to maybe weigh your options there? No, sir. I'm fully committed to Syracuse. Well, we love to hear that. So, I love how in your recruiting video or your commitment video, you added the the Dino speech. You had the whole family dancing. So I got to ask you, what grade would you give the dance moves of, of your parents and your family? Well, you know, I, my dance moves were a 10, of course, you know, just because. <laughs> but my family, you know, it depends who you're talking about. My grandma, she, she was like an eight and a half. My okay. mom, she's like a six. My stepdad. I give him like a four. 
my dad, I gave him like a three, you know, he said, let's get that step up there. But me, of course, I was the best dancer out there. <laughs> I totally agree with you. you. You've got the athleticism still. So that that's why I'll, I'll lean with you. I think you you got yourself a 10 out of 10 as well. Coach Cav is someone who was recruiting you during this entire process. How instrumental was he in getting you to come to Syracuse? It was, it was the, the two main people recruiting me were him and Coach Lynch. And we'll be on FaceTimes and like, they'll, they'll tell me what I need to fix. They'll help me, they'll help me out in my game. Like even before I even commit to them, they'll help me out in my game. We'll watch film and they'll show me guys who I could like, like what they did right and how they did wrong, and they'll explain it to me, and I'll explain to them what I know. So it was like, like we really, um, we really touched base on technique and play wise. So I thought that was that was really cool. Is that normal in the recruiting process? Like, are you doing that with Arizona State, Utah, some of these other schools? Are you going over your own film, going over your own game? Or are they just kind of giving you free tips and pointers, and you may use that against them somewhere down the road? Well, um, well, another, well, like other schools, I did go on, I did go on, um, on Zoom calls with them, and like, well, it wasn't really like, like we didn't really look over my film. We looked over like their film, like what they play, and like they gave me advice on like, on, like, cause they they know what I they, they've seen my game film, so like they know what I do wrong, and, like what I do right. So like we'll go on the um, the film of their players, and they'll show me. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. Okay, uh, I've done it. Uh, I've done it with other other schools too. Like, like Temple, I was I was on a Zoom with them, and they showed me some of their plays, how they run it, and how they think I'll be very good in running that play. Okay, that's interesting. I, I've I've always wanted to know that because a lot of these recruits have come on and have said stuff along those lines. Have has the coaching staff talked to you about a playing weight that they want you at when you get to Syracuse in twenty twenty one? Well, they've always, they've always been told me to keep my athleticism and they'll put the weight on me. When you get that Syracuse offer, do you remember where you were, who you called when you heard the news, all that stuff? Well, um, I remember that day like it was yesterday. To be honest with you, I, uh, we had scheduled a call. No, Coach Lynch had asked me, like, oh, can you call? It was like, it was 12 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. I had I had worked because I, I worked at Target at the time at five, so I was like I was like yeah, of course. So and he's like make sure your mom and your stepdad are in the car. I was like okay. So it's me, my stepdad, my mom, and my little brother. And then he was just like we're like to offer you. I was like we're all surprised like oh my god this is amazing because like we're no, we we've always known Syracuse we've always liked Syracuse because of Carmelo Anthony because Carmelo Anthony is one of my favorite basketball players. Yeah. But then he's like, well, like, offer you. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't even know what to think. I was like, this is just, this is amazing. This is, like, I didn't know what to do. I just went, I went, I was like the best day I ever had at work. What's that day at Target like after that? Like, you're, you're, I don't know what you did exactly there, but are, like, is that even, are you even like focused on work or are you just so giddy with excitement that you've got a, a college offer from a power five school and, and you know that you can play big time football? Well, my phone was going off. My phone was vibrating. Like my pants, you just like see my phone vibrating to my pants. People were like, like what, what's happening? I was like, Oh, it's people retweeting my tweets and texting me. And um, <laughs> like, it was, it was probably one of the smoothest days I've ever had at work because like, I just didn't talk to no one. I was so happy. Like, 
no one could ruin my mood. I didn't care if I got in trouble with that day or anything. I didn't, though, but, like, no one could ruin my mood. I just did what I had to do, and I, was, I did it with a smile. Did your manager ever say anything about, like, your phone going off that much? Did they make an exception for you to be able to check your phone because of the news? Well, I, I told I told them. They're like, oh, that's amazing. Like, they congratulated me, but... um. No, they, they didn't really, I didn't really get, in, I, they didn't tell me anything. Like, I, I was still respectful about it. Like, I didn't go on my phone every, like, minute. Like, I'll check it, like, every 10 minutes. But, like, I was still respectful about it and, like, did it where they couldn't see me. <laughs> That's, as someone who worked in retail, that is the key. You have to find the soft spots and the cameras and stuff like that. And, and that's that's when you know the, the spots where you can check your phone. Yep. All right. Um. So, when you go up to Syracuse, I know it wasn't an official sort of visit, but what did you think of the campus, the the surrounding towns, all that stuff? It was it was amazing. Like we we loved it. We we absolutely loved it. Like I kid you not. Like we loved it. Like me and my it was it was it wasn't just me and my my stepdad and my mom. It was me, my stepdad, my mom my little brother, my grandma, and my auntie. And we just, we were, we were amazed. We couldn't stop talking about it. Like, it was just, it was amazing. What's the one thing on campus or, or around town that was just kind of, it took you back for a second, and you're like, whoa, like, this is where I want to go? Stadium. Stadium? The carrier yeah. dome. Yeah. Well, like, everything it, about it was nice. Like, it wasn't even just that. Like, we seen the dome. Like dang, like dang, this is amazing. And then we see the practice studies, are like, wow. And then we see where like the players sleep, like the, the apartments are like, wow. So it was like it was like a sequence of events. We we're just like blown away by. So when you're out there in Syracuse, was there a, a restaurant that you went to that you really like? What was the best meal you had when you were out there on your visit? Dinosaur barbecue. Good answer. Good answer. What, what what was your uh your go to meal there? We got everything. Like we didn't know what to get, so we literally ordered like everything. I, I uh-huh. could barely walk out of the, out of the restaurant. Yep, I've <laughs> been so there much. before. Yeah. W- was there one thing in particular that you remembered that you liked? The mac and cheese, the sauce, oh, yeah. the sauce. They had yep. these, like sweet sauce. Oh, it was yeah, like the barbecue sauce. Yeah, and it was sweet. I don't know yeah. what it was, but that sauce just stuck to me. So here's a little uh, pro tip for you when you get to school. And if you have to do grocery shopping or whatever, they sell the sauce at like Wegmans, the, the grocery store. So you and I are both Chicago area guys. So their version of Jewel is called Wegmans. And if you go to Wegmans, they will sell the sauce that you need. So they would sell that. So just make sure when you go up there, when you're finally a student there, you get some of that sauce that you can put on whenever you need. Whatever, whatever, like a sandwich, whatever. You can use it whenever. Can't wait. That just <laughs> makes me even more happier to go because that sauce was amazing. I'll, I'll put that sauce on, every, on anything. Anything yeah. that's serious. <laughs> you can send some home too. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm going to have to send some home because my stepdad loved that sauce. He don't even like sauces like that. Yeah. So – they actually opened one in Chicago too, and it closed down, I believe, because it just didn't make it. But it, they had one in Chicago, and I just never knew about it. Wow, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been that that could have been amazing. That could have been the spot. So how much did some of the other recruits reach out to you to try to get you to come to Syracuse? Like who were the guys that were really pushing you to join them? Well, um well like like I did get like a lot of texts here and there, but like that really didn't affect my decision because it was just like I got I got texts like that from like kids who went to a commit to a lot of other schools as well. But like it, it was pretty cool to get those texts like um Justin Hansen, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he would text me here and there. How important for you was it to have a guy like Justin in your class? You might be protecting his blind side for four years. How important was that to you that, okay, there is a program quarterback that I'm going to be joining a class with, and I want to make sure he can succeed and he can make sure I can succeed. So how important was having a quarterback like that in the class to your decision to come to Syracuse? Well, I, I seen his highlights. His highlights were amazing. I was like, what? I was like, he should be like a five-star, four-star. But, like, I mean, like, I know, like, I know my quarterback's going to be good. Like, that's, like, the best thing is, like, because when you have a – it's just, like, when you have a good quarterback, I mean, you're going to protect the quarterback no matter what. But when you have a good quarterback that's going to make plays, you just get more – you get more of a confidence boost in the game and, like, you get, like, you don't, like, no one's touching him. Like, he's not going to get hurt on my watch no matter what. So it's just, like, it's just, like, it's good to know that, like, my, I know personally, like, my quarterback's going to be great. He's going to be, like, I'm wonderful. You fired up so many Syracuse fans with that answer. I, I know you did right there. Uh, what what are you looking forward to most about playing in the ACC against some of the upper echelon of all of college football? Playing against the best of the best. I personally think ACC is the hardest conference. Because you have the national the national champions, Clemson, and you know they they didn't win last year, but they're always up there. You got Miami, you got to be Louisville, now Notre Dame, like these North Carolina, like these are a lot of top twenty five teams that you're playing against. So it's like competition, competition, competition. And I love playing against competition because when you beat the best, you're the best. So this is like that that really was a big factor because. I was watching a Clemson game, and I was like, I want to beat Clemson. Like, I, I texted my stepdad. My mom was like, I, I, want, to, I want to beat Clemson. So it was like, uh, the place to do that is Syracuse because they're always the underdogs. And I, I've been an underdog my whole life because my school is always an underdog, and we always prove everyone wrong. Love to hear that, too. So could you kind of tell this 2021 class was off to a, a strong start, and then a guy like you comes in, bolsters it even further how much did the surrounding class of 2021 ease you into your decision um like because we have we're having um, some some great some great people coming out to our team but like like no matter what i just like i always i always like syracuse and seeing that this could be one of the best classes to ever play at syracuse made it even better because we have we have amazing players we have an amazing online coming in i met them they're all great people Amazing quarterback, safeties and corners like um, Deuce Chest Deuce Chestnut, mm-hmm. like he he's good, he he's raw, like it's just like it's just amazing all around, like just to know like we're all gonna come together and we're just gonna, we're gonna beat people. 
All right, fun stuff there with Enrique Cruz. We will do it again on Monday. You heard some of his journey all the way to Syracuse. We'll let you know a little bit more about his game as well as what he's like off the field as well. So we will dive into all of that stuff on Monday. And we'll also give you the news from over the weekend and get you ready for Duke Game Week on the Hill. Hope everyone out there has a great weekend. We will talk to you next week once again with Enrique Cruz. Oh.